Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Warped, the completely unnecessary Star Trek podcast where we do unasked for audio commentaries of Star Trek episodes. My name is Sean. My name is Matt. I'm Jake. Aaron. Not me. And today we are without our good friend Min Win, but who will be back? We love you, Min. Come back yeah, when you. I miss you, Win. Um, but today we are watching. We just. Getting back into season three, episode three of Star Trek The Next Generation, The Survivors. Mm. And I've got uh, 45 minutes and 46 seconds on the clock, and I'm punching the triangle in three, two, one, punch. I'm anticipating a high thrills uh, adventure (laughs) through space in this one. Oh, you're going to be disappointed then. What? I actually watched this one this week, uh, yeah, a few days ago, and it's fine. It's just very it's, sort of like it's a lot of old people sitting in rooms talking, which is fine. But there are at least two very old people in this episode. Yeah, no, no, I I, I did watch this one too, <laughs> and uh, it's very much a all right. Let's go talk to them. All right, let's leave. We should go talk to them again. All right, it's okay. Well, we do have. You better go uh, back there one more time. <laughs> one nice thing about this episode is it introduces the new teal. Uh, I was going to Deanna say, Troy outfit. Up. Oh, is that the first time she wears yep. that? Yep. Yeah. Good. That was pretty cool. It's not so cat suity. It's got like a skirt to it. It's got a little skirt L action to it. Yay. And then here's a little random tidbit because we yeah. were watching um, Star Trek Discovery earlier. Yeah. And in this episode, they do the thing of, oh, everybody on this colony dies, like 11,000 souls gone. And that's the exact same number of colonists' death that they just referred to in an episode of Star Trek Discovery. <laughs> so it's a good number for them to pull out of their asses about, oh, how many innocent people died? Oh, what a tragedy. 11,000. 11,000. That sounds good. <laughs> yeah, it must yeah. just be a number that sounds convincing when you say it. Like They probably market share. They're like, okay, what's a number that's high <laughs> enough to, to be tragic, but not so high that you feel too bad about it after right. the show's over? Right. Yeah, 11,000. That's a pretty small count. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's many, a medium size. I mean, yeah, you that's... can still call it a tragedy because a lot of people die, but... Are you going to be thinking about it too heavily the next day? Probably not. I love that little green square when it shows up on the know, screen. Yeah, yeah. It's so funny. Like the the entire planet is like a desolate wasteland, and there's this one little square <laughs> that's like perfectly made. It's like the one nice not yard in a terrible neighborhood. Like right, they're right. the only people who keep the yard up. Yep. Give us the stats, Sean. Uh, We're watching Season 3, Episode 3, The Survivors, original air date, October 7th, 1989. The Enterprise responds to a distress call from Rana 4, a Federation colony that is under attack from an unknown alien ship. When they arrive, they find the entire surface of the planet destroyed, save for a single house and two occupants. Aaron. We talk. Sorry, go ahead, Sean. What do you think the IMDb rating of this episode is? Mm -hmm. Sounds great, you guys. Uh, Old people talking. Did you say six? Flat six? Flat six. Okay. May, did you watch the episode? Yep. 
Seven. Ugh. Go to five point eight. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jake did not like this episode. Well, he I think it's better. Do. It's uh, not a bad episode. It's just kind of a slow episode. It's a talky uh, episode. I'm gonna say six. I'm gonna split the middle. I'm gonna say six five. Seven seven. Ooh, that is too That's high. a little high. Yeah, I, I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate this episode. I just thought people would hate it. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. maybe Troy's teal outfit really brought up the scores. Yes, you know. Yeah. Did we talk about how um, the credit sequence is a little different this year? Like it's a little. Yeah, it's a little jazzed up. Longer, it's a little jazzed up. It's got a, it's got more of a planet, like like they fly past Saturn. I don't think that was in the earlier. No, that's the third. That's a season three. Yeah, they look good. Credits. Yeah, the energized clouds look more energized. They did. They definitely have more energy. (laughs) (laughs) I did not. When we see the when we see the people who are down on the planet. Oh, Beverly has a terrible wig. This yeah, I know it's like distracting. That is that is a bad wig. <laughs> Kate McFadden yeah. should have been like, I don't like this one. Pick a, give me one of the other ones. The longer give me hair. the one longer classic. hair on her is good is better. Yeah. Jeez, I mean, I like the asymmetrical swoop on the the whole Deanna getup, but. Uh-huh. Yeah. I'm just wondering what the whole the the thought process was. It's just like I couldn't I can't tell what direction they're going in. It's like we need her to be even more distance from the sort of militaristic kind of sensibility to of Starfleet. I guess crystals and shit. My guess would be that Marina Sirtis said, "I'm tired of wearing that cat suit." Yeah. Can I have something uh, a little? She used to wear like a, a cat suit under the cat suit. Just gotta wear like cat spanks under that At thing. At least that one has like a little skirt on it, and it's not asses and on display <laughs> constantly. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So where oh, they at? Marina. Marina. Fun? By the way, you guys ready for a Marina update? Marina yeah. Twitter update. Sure. Uh, I think we've talked about this before. Marina Sirtis is very active on Twitter and has a very. Um, like no filter kind of vibe. Like she just says whatever she's on, whatever's on her mind. And uh, sometimes she gets into like Twitter fights with people over the things that she says. And mm-hmm. this week she got herself into a little bit of hot water because she uh, made a comment about the, the people who are, whoa, look at that. <laughs> Sorry. I got distracted by Will getting yanked yeah. up into the air. By the trap. What is happening at this business park? Uh, let me here. Let me finish the story real quick, and then I'll tell you what's happening in the episode. <laughs> she got in trouble for suggesting that the people who are suffering from the winter storms in Texas uh, kind of had it coming for voting yeah. for Republicans in their government, and uh, some people got upset. Some people got upset about her saying that on Twitter. Mm. And have to be a little more sympathetic to the people. She- who are suffering. And she was like, I'm sympathetic to the people who are suffering. I'm just saying, if you hadn't voted for Republicans, you wouldn't have these, you might not have these problems. And people were like, tone it down, Marina. Anyway, <laughs> that, that's, that's this week's Marina They're Twitter like, update. A, new, a newly invented bit on work. <laughs> what did they Marina? know? Marina does not tone it down. What's Marina <laughs> tweeting? A, a copyrighted segment. <laughs> <laughs> 
Love it. And if she Sweet. didn't want us, she didn't want us to repeat it on our podcast. She wouldn't tweet it out. That's to the right. Point. No, she doesn't care what people think. She's very, uh, she's very, whatever the whatever the word for vocal is on Twitter. When she hears about this bit, though, she's gonna rev it up, a, you know, tenfold. Good. Make sure she gets a good one on the next time. <laughs> so what's happened, Aaron? Yeah. Is this planet that used to have a colony on it has been obliterated in some kind of catastrophe and the only people who are still alive on the planet are these two old people who mysteriously have survived uh whatever calamity befell the planet and they live on this little square where it's still perfect even though the rest of the planet has been blown to hell so So the enterprise is beamed down to try and figure out sort of what's going on why is this why are these people still alive What's why are they why is their little plot of land still nice? Like, what's the dealio? So, that's what's going on in this episode. And his story, the old guy's story, is that they were the only two people to survive, uh, whatever was happening. And they claim not to know anything about why they survived when, when, uh, nobody else did. They're sort of playing dumb at this point. Mm-hmm. Just like that blouse. <laughs> <laughs> Is it it's got some weird fasteners that, uh, that, uh, that just... Yeah. I don't recognize him, but I definitely recognize the woman who's playing. Yeah, yeah the actress is... She's in our favorite movie, Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, she is. That's not she... where I remember her from, though. She's been in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, she's... She played Mrs. Doubtfire. Yep. It's the titular role. Mm -hmm. The booby trap. (laughs) Uh, Here's where Data sort of kind of messes up Deanna. I don't. I don't know why the this music box tone like becomes the trigger for Deanna like going mad but it is (laughs) yeah I watched this it's weird I watched this a few days ago and I I still don't and and I've already forgotten like I remember that she hears the music and she can't get it out of her head and it starts to drive her insane but I can't remember why It's because the guy makes her, distracts her with it, so she won't be able to sort of sense what's truly oh, going on Oh, he's with doing it on purpose to keep yeah. her uh, out of the way, I understand. Yeah. Although so his anyway, control, yeah, they're just good... like, nothing suspicious here. Like, Crusher scanned them, and they're humans or whatever, right? And yep. They're like, this is an unsolvable mystery. I guess we'll just leave. But you have to come with us because you're the only two people on this whole planet. So you should probably come with us. And they're like, nope, we all just happily stay here. Nope, no need to stay here. You can just go on bond about your way. Which Riker's makes Riker get sort of like suspicious. Like, hmm. what's that all about? Yeah, this is a lot, this is a very talky episode, as you can see. Like, <clears throat> so we're gonna have to come up with some things to talk about, or else it's just <laughs> gonna be a it's just gonna be a forty more minutes of me describing what's happening. <laughs> the plot of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I like. Nobody that. wants that. 
I wouldn't want to leave either. Their house is totally 80s fantastic. Yeah, it's nice, right? Like mm -hmm. Whatever yeah. evil things they're doing to keep that up, they should just continue. They're like, we're happy in our bubble of mm -hmm. just the two of us. We're not worried about <clears throat> interacting with other people. We don't even like other people. Yeah, I like her teal outfit. Yeah, right? I like it better when they finally just give up and start putting her in a normal uniform. That's, that's my favorite era of Troy. Is when okay. she's. I like how Riker's pivot in this scene is like he's just straight, staring straight down the barrel towards Deanna the whole, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah, who, who leans like that? Like, <laughs> what is very what angle? It looks very yeah. uncomfortable. It can't be sustained. <laughs> They're just like, we need to get all three of you in the shot, Jonathan. <laughs> so I'm, we're going to need you to lean 45 degree angle to your right. Really go crazy with it. I like how you can see more of one of her boobs than the other because of the neckline. It's because it's like a whatever. Yeah, yeah. Deanna's like, this is the good one. So I show it off. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> The good one. <laughs> every every boob, one of them, every set of boobs, one is the good one. Oh uh, yeah. The not as good one. I mean, this. Well, is sometimes the left one has a good boob day, and she has a different dress for that. Uh huh. She just puts it on backwards. <laughs> Do you think the good boob changes sometimes, Jake, from I mean, day to day? Yeah, I think based you're... on humidity. Oh, smart. <laughs> mm. Uh, Troy gets to do some real, like, I'm being tortured uh, acting in this yeah. episode. Yeah. So she's hearing this music in her head, but no one else can hear it. So they all just don't, they're all just like. So okay. if you had to have, what's the worst song you've gotten stuck in your head? The days? worst song to have stuck in your head? Yeah. Oh, okay. I can, let me, I'm going to think on that and, yeah, and on that. come up with an answer. Uh, Mambo number five. Yeah, that's a good choice. I was going to say um, Cottonhead Joe. <laughs> whatever that, called, whatever that oh, name was called, Cottonhead Joe. Joe. That would be a bad one to get stuck in your head. Now I have Mambo number five stuck in my yep. head. Yep, sorry guys. It, <laughs> it's stuck in your head. Nice job. The last one I had stuck in my head was Who's Johnny? <laughs> From Short Circuit? Yeah, I talked about who's Johnny, and then it was in my head for, like, days. Did we talk about that music video on this show? Definitely. I think we did, yeah, where it's a trial. It yeah, how weird it is. We must have, because I feel like I, I just so. had this conversation with yeah. somebody. It must have been you guys. Here, yeah. Have you guys yeah. seen the uh, Gremlin Mountain Dew commercial? No. With Zach Galligan and Mogwai? No. Where the conceit of the commercial is that the second, since it's it's for Mountain Dew Zero, and they're like, just as good as the original, maybe even a little better. Ooh. The, so they even, they're admitting now that Gremlins 2 is the superior film. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. <laughs> Were there only two made? Yeah. Yes. Which so is surprising that hasn't been rebooted. So it's the crazy ass one. 
the second have one you... is the crazy one. Yeah. yeah. I, I showed my kids the first one the other day. It's pretty boring. It takes a while. It takes a long time to get to the gremlins. Yeah. But have you guys seen that Keegan Peel sketch where he's like talking about gremlins too? Like it all happening? Do you know what I'm talking about? No. I'll send it to you because you'll like it since you like gremlins too. <laughs> what do you think turtle sex, the button that says turtle sex sounds like on the soundboard? <laughs> um, Like shell. Let's take guesses. Let's take guesses of what we think turtle sex. Shells, like castanets. Castanets. Shell on shell. It should be slow and long. (laughs) 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 What was that? It's a little disturbing. I don't know why that was called turtle orgasm. Really, more than turtle sex, I think. Yeah, you're right, Sean. Good one. <laughs> I'll be here all night, folks. Yeah. There you go. Oh, soundboards are fun. <laughs> oh, no, the Enterprise is being attacked by a spaceship. Oh, no. And they, but they're like lame. Like they can't even like hurt them. So yeah, Picard's like yeah, whatever. I don't even care who these aliens are. <laughs> if they don't care, I definitely don't. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, good job. I don't have to remember that either. Nope. And that. I watched uh, the outsiders. There's still 28 minutes of this episode. Yeah, I know, right? It's pretty slow moving, I have to say. Did you guys uh, watch the movie Easy A with uh, Emma Stone? Emma Stone, yeah. Yeah, Isn't it one of the runners in that that she kind of like got, I got a pocket, got a pocket full of sunshine. It was like stuck in her head. She got like a card. And it is like one of the cards that plays a song and she starts oh, out nice. totally hating it. And then she keeps playing it. She's like stuck at home for like a week or whatever. And that's just one of those things that it's a good movie. Wasn't that kind of like her first big movie? Super bad. Yeah. I mean, the, she was the female lead in super bad, but. That was her. That was her first star vehicle. Yeah, she's not in that movie very much. Yeah, I mean that movie's all about the two guys. Typical. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how uh, well Super Bad passes the Bechdel test. Oh, it couldn't possibly. Is there another girl in it besides her? Well, there's the guy, you know, the, the Michael Sarah's love interest. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Yeah. What's that? Where do, suppose, where do you suppose they did this? What do you think that building is in real life that's supposed to be their house? I know. I thought it was like a business place. It might just be a weird modern house somewhere, probably in California. It doesn't say anywhere in the... In the 
I mean, they traveled too far to film this. No, but they, you know, yeah, Pasadena or someplace like that to shoot shit like this. Close to the ocean, it looks like a ocean view house. (laughs) Boy. Production. Hold on. Let me see. Oh, Aaron, look at you. The outdoor scenes in this episode were shot at a beach house in Malibu. Wow. I would say, like, I was nailed it. You were right on the money. Hell yeah. Uh oh. Troy's going bonkers. looks like it's covered in plastic. Look at how uncomfortable that I know. Looks. Some of their sheets are too like too shiny to be comfy. They were like that in the because they're trying to they never yeah. want you to forget that it's the future. Yeah, <laughs> so future. everything has to be shiny. Mhm. Ah, poor Diana. Yeah, that looks rough. I believe it. I believe yeah. it. She sells it. Meanwhile, Picard's just down on the planet, <laughs> drinking, some tea. drinking, drinking tea. Oh yeah. He looks a little upset. It's probably not Earl Grey. It's not the kind <laughs> he likes. It's cold. It's Earl Grey room temperature. <laughs> yeah. Literally. It's English tea time. Cold. Work didn't like it. Nice He's doing tea. the pinky out thing too. <laughs> he is doing the pinky. Klingons are very proper when they drink their tea. There used to be a lot of rules around tea drinking, that's for sure. For some reason, that little moment where he says "good tea, nice house" is a is a is got memeified and is like all <laughs> it's gift a lot, regift a lot on Twitter. Like uh, "good tea, nice house." I don't know why, but I guess because it's just a funny thing for Worf to say. But yeah. Polite Wharf is my favorite wharf. I mean, he usually is, but. You know, they must only have one counselor on the ship, right? Deanna must be the only counselor for the entire ship. Because when she's out of commission, he doesn't bring, like, the backup counselor with him to these conversations. It's always just, it's her or nobody. But that's a lot of people to be the only <laughs> right. counselor for. Like, it's a lot of customers. Mm-hmm. There's like 400 and some people on that ship. Or maybe that was the old show. How many people are supposed to be on the Enterprise? I, I bet. I don't know. It's got to be at least in like the 300. Some, some, somebody, somebody, some nerd somewhere is mad that I don't know this. God damn it. I'm going to look it up because I don't want to wait for Corrections Corner in a year and a half. Uh, I mean, the Enterprise the... is a glorified taxi, too. So they're always, their numbers are always changing. Sure. They're always shuttling people across the galaxy. Yeah, it was for the, the old show, the Kirk's ship was like four, had like 400 people on it. But it, apparently the Enterprise has. Um, between 1,000 and 6,000. Right? Wow. Depending on how many. Small town. Yeah. I'm just saying it's a lot of people for 
That's one, way too many people. One Imagine the person who gets to refill all the vending machines. She's the entire... Yeah. <laughs> that was a good story. Uh, it's a lot of people to be the only mental health professional for the entire ship, you know? Yeah, and they make it seem like a rare like luxury that they even have one. And they kind of have two. You never have see anymore. Like, you, you never see anybody... No one ever has that job again on any of the other shows. Like... There's no counselor on Deep Space Nine. Right, right. Everybody's just. It must so just be the top of the line ships like the Enterprise get to have stuff like that because Voyager was supposed to be like a small ship, so Voyager probably didn't have room for a counselor on board. Although that's pretty dismissive of mental health. Mental health is just as important as physical health, you guys. I don't know if you know that. True. Yeah. <laughs> brain is also an organ. Brain. If Screeny taught us nothing, it's that brain is very important. <laughs> Brain's important. <laughs> Just it's, as important it's as one of the blood. knobs on the thing. It was one of the scales. That's right. Hey, guys. I glued Ball Gecko. He's totally repaired now. Oh, oh yay. My, my brain readings are pointing to yes now. Yeah. <laughs> Happy. That- what what manner of fastening did you use? I used wood glue. Ah. But it was broken in two spots, so it had to be over, you know, the course of some time. But he's back in business, and I'll try hanging him up again, just this time without alien tape. <laughs> this is very exciting news. Mm-hmm. We're getting the, the podcast ranch all... Oh, there he did. Pull his shirt yep. down. Oh, drink, everybody. Over. Everybody drink. Everybody drink. Doing it. Okay. You know, at the rate we're going, we could, if we all, if we're all getting our vaccines, yeah. you know, we could, we could conceivably meet again in, you know, this July year. or August. Let's push for my birthday in July. That would be amazing. Or even May's birthday, I think, is a little bit earlier than my birthday. That would be great. Yeah. Look, oh. I would like to see everybody again. Yeah, well, I don't even like I don't even like really sitting through those Shakespeare readings, but I do it just because just it's nice people. to see everybody's faces. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, there's Matt. There's Matt. I haven't seen him in forever. Mm. Three and a half hours later, we're just finishing up um, Antony and Cleopatra. <laughs> yep. Good for you guys. Those are long nights, but. It's fun. Yeah. It's they good don't, to keep they, that going, like that kind of exercise. Because Shakespeare, like we were talking about before, it's better read than out loud. Yeah. Oh, sure. It's that. fun when the kids get on. Like Diego, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Carice's kids have done it, and and Sean's kids have done it. and It's my fun kids, when the kids do it. My kids have now gotten to an age where they don't, it's like too embarrassing to do something like that. Uh-huh. Why stages? Like, <laughs> I'm Chapters. two months away from a teenager. Yeah, it's the fun oh. teen. It's the fun teen years are starting. Oh, oh God! <laughs> I was gonna bring up a new, a new. Uh, uh, I had a new uh, bit called "How many hours of therapy is this going to take for my children?" <laughs> <laughs> and then I tell you the story, and then you guys tell me how many hours. Of we bet on how many hours yeah. we think it'll take. <laughs> <laughs> 
to properly process that that the, particular drama. The, the, the thing that I did to my child the other day. Oh, uh, uh, uh. uh, now that sounds. I don't want to do that. That sounds. <laughs> this one's pretty funny. Now she's shirtless, huh? I want to know what's going on under that shiny sheet. What's happening, Troy? Boobs. Boobs. It's a booby trap. And I think even if one's a little better, both are probably marvelous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good call. Uh, Riker knows. Riker, Riker <laughs> knows. He does. That's what he's thinking about right now. <laughs> yeah. He's got the ex-boyfriend. I can close my eyes and see Deanna naked whenever I want. She probably does the same thing to him, though. She's a, he's a piece of beef. Well, his middle name is Tromboner, as we established in the, <laughs> that is the, a prime, the episode. That is that a just... prime slice of beef, Sean. <laughs> Will Riker. I mean, come on, look at that hair. Yeah. He's still good-looking old man, too. He is. I bet. He's sort of become like the the steward of Star Trek, you know, like he yes. does a lot of the, like, he directs a lot of discovery episodes and he's sort of the keeper of the flame behind the scenes on Star Trek. Like he keeps his hand in it, yep. which is nice. It's cool. Whenever I see he directed an episode of discovery, I'm like, ah, oh, Frakes did this one. And they're usually good ones too. He's a good director. It turns out. Yep. Creepy. So you guys like that first season, Jake? Uh, we did actually. Yeah. It yeah. gets better. I thought the first season I had some issues with the first season, but that <laughs> show gets a lot better. The second season is better than the first and the third season is better than the second. Nice. So, it's going in the right direction. Good. Yeah, I don't know what it was. Like maybe maybe some of the Klingon stuff is a little icky, but there's a lot of Klingon just listening to them speechify in Klingon, reading yeah. subtitles in that first season. All the Klingon linguists are just going nuts, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they love it. Yeah, like, sure. Yes, I'm so glad I took Klingon as my major now. <laughs> <laughs> I finally get to use it. My parents won't let me go home, but at least... I'm justified. Do you know that there are schools in, in this country where you can take Klingon yep. as like a foreign language requirement? Yep. <laughs> cool. Did you know that, Aaron? No. Did you know that Klingon is an actual language that somebody oh. like... Uh, an actual dictionary. Yeah, so this guy named Mark Ockrand, back in the 80s, he decided to like take the the little bits of Klingon that I guess you, we'd heard in the in the movies up to that point. And he built a whole language with you wow. know, grammar and vocabulary and the whole thing. Where, like a lot of work. And then published it as the Klingon Dictionary. So you can actually learn how to play, how to speak Klingon if you want to. And ever since then, the shows have used his, language. the language that he developed oh, as, wow. as the actual Klingon language. He's like the official Klingon language guy. And like now, Star- like a shit ton of like, like the Bible's been, I think, translated yeah, they into put, Klingon. They did, they did Hamlet in oh, Klingon. Oh, like a bunch of Shakespeare. Yeah, Hamlet. Now there's, there's a couple other Shakespeare plays. Somebody, somebody wrote, I remember reading, not, not even that long ago, re- relatively recently, somebody wrote a whole opera in Klingon. Uh, 
that you know people actually could you could go and see i guess pay money to go see wow well if you can find 50 shades of gray or twilight in klingon i will read it on the show oh yeah <laughs> i'll write it myself I just some to trash novels in uh in klingon and i'm all over it if there was a modern like musical <laughs> and like <laughs> the Federation, they would do one of those things where they do like these two things you know, this is the third thing. Sure, yeah. Two 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 reels and a fake. Yeah. It'd be, <laughs> yeah. It'd be like we Gilbert. Have to settle, we have to settle right now on a name for that because we call it every time this comes up, we, <laughs> we can't yeah. we, we fumble around with what to call that. I think two reels and a fake is the right two is the right answer. Fake, yeah. So it's like Gilbert and Sullivan and Tokle. Yeah, right. <laughs> I sent you guys in the chat. I just sent you a link to the Wikipedia page about the Klingon opera. Klingon. So, wow. So some people take this stuff, you know, really seriously. <laughs> I guess if you're a linguist by trade, that's like a fun thing to do. It would be like, a sure. project. Yeah. Translate things into Klingon for funsies. I would go see a play in King, in Klingon. I'd go see Hamlet in Klingon. I know Hamlet well enough that I don't need to, you, you know. You don't need to know it, yeah. I don't need to hear the words. I, you know, I could follow the plot. I don't know. That's a long time to be listening to Klingon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you'd have to really abridge the play. Like, yeah, you know, you'd want cut it, it to be, half. Yeah, you'd want it to be short. You'd want it to be uh, <laughs> the reduced version of Hamlet. Just ham. Mm. Just it's, kind of it's, yeah, it's not a very, like, condensed, quick language, like, whenever Wait, they they're preparing the a photon torpedo, you guys. Yeah. Klingon, Klingon is one of those languages where they'll say, like, 30 seconds worth yeah. of dialogue. And, and it's like, low. let's the, get lunch. The subtitle will be like, you must die. You <laughs> <laughs> so long to say that. <laughs> Why did it take so long to say that? What are you, German? <laughs> German words are long. Yeah. yeah. But they say them quite fast, though. They speak quickly. Time. Yeah. Very efficient Germans. That's right. I don't like where this conversation is going. <laughs> <laughs> it's that bit from Eddie Izzard where he's like uh, very this is German. The part of the episode where very is like over it. It's like very Prussian, very organized. <laughs> What's going on? I'm actually pretty intrigued by this episode. Are you? Do you yeah. really? Do you want a quick plot update? Yes, please. I, I can't give it to you because I've forgotten what happened. Well, they just that I that just, uh, that uh, the ship came and blew up their house and the, killed the two of the people on the. Planet. Oh right, right, right. So that yeah. turned the a fakey fake. Picard's already figured it out. See, he's like sitting in his chair, going, "This is bullshit. We're being played." Yep, he doesn't trust those oldies. No. He's like. Because they, because all they say, all through the entire episode, they are so one note. All they say is, "Please leave. We yeah. we're fine here. Please Why are you go." Interfering in my life, yeah. And every time they leave, they end up coming back, right? So now Picard's like, "Fuck it. 
they're trying to get us to leave again by pretending that they've been blown to hell. So we're just going to stay here and until they reveal themselves again, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what it is, Sean? Yep, basically. Yeah. They're like, You're they're going to they're gonna these... leave Rana alone. <laughs> That's right. Rana. But why is it okay for them to just walk into their house? Isn't that trespassing? A little bit. Yeah. Well, they beamed into the yard and talked to them. For well, at that time, they were in the, inside their living room, and they're like, why are you here? So that means they were not invited in. They're just, like, in their living room. Yeah, that's I suppose. Cool. That's I mean, Riker got thing. trapped by that ankle thing at the beginning of the episode. Riker, Riker asked. Riker that's asked. A sharp tug. He, he pulled down his tongue and drink. He was <laughs> frustrated, too. He was real Hard maneuver. Yeah, why does Picard? Why do they care so much? Why don't they just leave? <laughs> oh, because I don't know. Picard just doesn't like, like being dicked around. Yeah, he doesn't trust that guy's blouse. He's just like something's up. He's just like well, there's I a think mystery. The and we he wants to know whether or not they caused the death of all those all the other colonists. Yeah, are, are you like a war criminal? Oh, no. I see. Okay. That's, that's my only. I mean, he does. They haven't talked about that in a while, but I think that's why. I think that's the whole point from the beginning of, you know, we need to find out whether or not these people had anything to do with killing all those people. Yeah. And I, I, he just doesn't like being lied to. I mean, he's like, I'm a Federation captain. Don't lie to me. Yeah. <laughs> something about this that smacks a little of big government you know like all those two people wanted was to be left alone on their little planet and here comes big old john luke in his big yeah. old spaceship sticking his nose in where nobody wants him well he should have just flown away like they told him to and none of this would happen the episode would have been over in 10 minutes you know it's all for the paperwork because like <laughs> on his report it's not going to look good if he just writes well they all died <laughs> Yeah, I guess this would be why I was not a uh, would not make a good Starfleet captain because I'd just be like, okay, see you later. <laughs> I got other stuff to do. Got a whole day. You can only make it up to captain of the Cerritos. You never. Bye, 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 bye. Gotta go. You'd be yeah. cleaning up the messes everybody else does. Yeah, I'd be like the eighth contact guy. <laughs> <laughs> I ran the customer service line. She's not Mrs. Right? <laughs> we were saying that earlier, yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. You do voices? Isn't that her? Yeah. She's like, in the face. Yeah, oh, yes. let me put some of this on my face. Take to look face. younger. Hmm. Yeah, she's the social worker. Right, yeah. That's where she's from. And this, and this. I'm one. looking at her... Uh... I'm looking at her filmography here, trying to see why I, where I know her from. Oh, she's in an episode of Cheers. That might be where I've seen her. She's been in a ton of stuff. Yeah. She was on, let's see, Mr. Belvedere, The Golden Girls. Everything we like. She wasn't one of the Golden Girls? Quantum Leap, Northern Exposure. Hey, they're both oh. on an episode of Quantum Leap. Deep Space was Nine. A regular member yeah. of Northern Exposure or just like? No, these yeah. are just like guest appearances. Yeah. yeah. Just reading off of her, her uh, filmography. She's on Deep Space. She's in an episode of Deep Space Nine. So we'll yes. see her again someday in a few years. Did you guys like Northern Exposure? 
Loved it. I was way into Northern Exposure. Okay, good. I, went I, only, I was only able okay, to catch. Good. I was only able to catch a couple episodes of it. It wasn't like my show or anything. But every time I watched it, I was like, "This show's good." It has a great cast. It's it's really good. The first couple of seasons are really good, and then it kind of it got a little. He leaves at one point, and they yeah. replace. Hard Somebody. to maintain that like indefinitely, but it, the initial charm of just like him landing in this strange town and <laughs> yeah, those first few yeah, couple of yeah. are terrific, like great yeah. like romantic comedy, you know, him and her. One of those those premises that how far? What else can you do? Yeah, yeah, like, that's why after a while it got a little like oh okay. By now he's lived there for a couple of years. It's not quite such a novel, right? Thing. You're not right. such a, it's not such a fish out of water when you've been living there for a while, you know? Right. And the one thing we learned at the end of this episode, what was the problem all along? Fucking energized cloud. He's an, uh, He's an energized cloud. He's a genocidal ener- energized cloud. He doesn't look energized to me. He kind of looks tired and down at the mouth. Well, that's his human form, but he can, he can be energized if he mm-hmm. wants to be. So now he's explaining the whole backstory yes. of what happened, right? Yeah. He fell in love with a human, and eventually she died. Well, the aliens came and, <laughs> and did attack her planet, and, and she died. And so he killed all the aliens in a, in a fit of rage. All that attack. Uh, like, okay. not just the ones that were attacking, the entire... Entire colony. Yeah, everyone back on the other planet, too. Yeah. The Husnock? That's what he just said. Husnock. Oh, he wiped out the entire species? The entire species. Oh, that's bad. Yeah. Well, then I I take it back. I'm glad John Luke got involved because (laughs) I didn't know he was like a genocidal maniac. I I forgot about that part. Yeah, he he feels (laughs) bad about it, though, I guess. Does that that help? I don't know. Not really. I mean... (laughs) Anyway, that's why he wanted to be left alone so bad. He kind of just wanted to just, I don't know. He's so the wife, was imag- the wife was imaginary? The, he he's built, recreated yeah, yeah. her, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I was like, when did he get booed up with Mrs. Doubtfire? <laughs> yeah. He made his own Matrix version of her. and Check, out, check out the fucking aquarium in What's the background. Take? Yeah. Nice. Bubbly. Oh, yeah, it's nice. Shanks make me think of dentist's offices. Yeah, that was nice. Dentist's office as a kid have a big fish tank. I wish it did. I know, right? That's As a parent, that's where you're like, okay, my my money's paying for like. (laughs) (laughs) Giant fish tank. The like Xbox and the, you know, and the, the fancy saltwater tank, but it's cool. No, I, dentist I, I, I got a dentist for a kid this week, and we saw some like hermit crabs and some pretty like some Nemo fish in there. <laughs> it had a whole reef. Wow. Kind of, yeah. Sounds like yeah, that highlights I mean, magazine. They're for there to keep the kids distracted, right? Yeah, That's it was the purpose. Lovely. We always go and look at it. I, I love a good aquarium. I, I pause. I pause for aquariums wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> the Thai place down the street from me has one too, and yeah. it's. Built into the like counter when you walk oh, in. Oh, that's great. 
That's really great. Where the cash register is. It's a, like a custom aquarium, I guess. Do you watch that show about the aquarium guys who build the aquariums? No, but I probably should. I love it's I love that. It's on one of those. It's on like HGTV or one of those channels. It's about these guys who build custom aquariums for like, you know, rich assholes. Yeah, really yeah. crazy ones inside people's homes. That, right. that'd be I want to. I want a half a million dollar shark show. tank. You know, yeah. like that. They kind build of thing. like a shark tank underneath their pool. Yeah, it's hell stuff yeah. Like You're saying you would have a giant aquarium if you had uh, if you had that kind of money. I would definitely need someone to take care of it because, like, I have one fish in a ten gallon freshwater, and like, the siphoning for that is like all I want to do. <laughs> like, I want. There he goes. I mean, I'm assuming that if you can afford the tank, you can afford can someone afford to, to come in and service keep it. Keep an eye on it. Yeah. It seems like it's even more involved with the saltwater stuff. Yeah. So. Plus, you got cats to look after already. Like, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, assume that money is no object. Yeah. I would love an aquarium. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. If I could have an aquarium, giant aquarium and had somebody, the staff, to take care of it, yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have to deal with it. So, for, so, did so you guys mention Grandlands? Did you know that there's a animated family series, Gremlin's Secret of the Mogwai, coming out? <laughs> no. Oh, that's Gremlins oh, keeps going. That sounds I don't think the world needs that many more Gremlins. Like, <laughs> the first two were fine. Not everything needs to be remade. But it's going to be. But it's yeah. going to be. That's yeah. true. That so at the true. end of that episode... He the alien just fucked off and that was the end. Like, yep. <laughs> they let him go. Like, but, but she, he healed Troy first. Yeah, I mean, it's not like they could have really stopped him either. He's yeah, super he was, powerful. You know, there was nothing they could have done anyway, right? Yeah. He was basically a Q. Yes, essentially. Yeah, Picard they was like, have, "We're not qualified to Q. judge." You. That would have made this episode more interesting. Mm. Q yeah. If Q had been hanging out with Mrs. Doubtfire. No, I meant like if he if that character had been one of the Q, you know, just had been a Q. Yeah, they don't they don't go that step. I don't think you find out that there are more. What I don't think you ever see another Q until Corbin Burnson shows up. Is that <laughs> as one of the? Is Q? that the other? Is that who is a spoiler alert? Better I would. Spoiler alert, Corbin Burnson once played a Q on an episode of Star Trek Next Generation. <laughs> Corbin Blue? Yeah. I'm not sure how much of a spoiler that really is, but sure. <laughs> we'll see that one pretty soon, I think. That's this season, I think. It's the right. one where he loses his powers. And then is he like a lawyer or something? Yes. <laughs> no, it's our favorite our regular Q loses his powers. Corbin Burnson plays one of the other Qs. Ooh. I just wanted to be like a mashup of all his like of, law, of LA law and, and Star Trek Connection. <laughs> I'd watch that. Picard what? is kind of like the 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 boss of the firm, you know. Mm -hmm. He's the Leland of that of the of the ship. I watched a lot of LA Law as a kid. Sweet. I don't know why. Isn't that weird? <laughs> what a weird show for like a kid. Yeah. 
we all watched weird shows when we were kids because that was all that was on. Yeah, it was either that or not watch TV, and well, that wasn't an option. That's not an option. I th- I also th- I I liked watching things that felt like they were for grown-ups. Like, yeah. I liked watching shows that I was like, oh, this is what life is. This is what being a grown-up is going to be right. like. So all of those like L.A. Law and Dallas and all those dumb shows that I watched. Just because I was, it was, there was something fun about watching shows that you felt, that felt like you weren't quite old enough. Yeah, I watched soap operas pretty young. (laughs) I was probably like fifth or sixth grade when I got into soap operas. Yeah. I had a babysitter who watched soap operas. Yeah. So she would, so I got, I got hooked on soap operas because she watched them. So I had to, you know, sit there and watch them too. Mm-hmm. She watched All My Children and One Life to Live. Nice. I got into One Life to Live for a while. That's a good one. Yeah. I was into the, all the CBS ones, like Young and the Restless. I was at the mechanic the other day, and they had CBS on in the waiting room area. And yeah. so I was watching Young and the Restless and yeah. Bold and the Beautiful. Yeah, those are still those hanging are in there. Still on. Yeah, <laughs> they might like, be the only ones. And uh, I think Days of Our Lives and General Hospital are still on, but I think that's it. I think for daytime shows. When all that goes away, I won't be happy about that. And Days Days of Our Lives like was sounded like ten seconds away from being canceled. A few, a couple months ago. Well, it must have been. They must have gone. They must have shut down for. Yeah, that'd be tough. COVID time. Yeah, right? yeah, I think they all did, but it was gonna. But it, I, that maybe it was longer than that. I know that they like they like fired everybody, but then rehired okay. everybody. Huh. Well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be a sad day. They're sort of uh, they're sort of out of fashion. By gone era. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's a cable like, channel. There's like that soap opera network that shows soap. It opera. seems like they should live on somewhere with all the options. Are they on? Do you know if any of them are on streaming anywhere? Um, I just googled Days of Our Lives, and apparently, it is on Peacock. It must be. In, you gonna watch old episodes or just current? Well, it just stuff. says streaming on day on. Uh, I'm curious how know. far back it goes. They have seventy years. Yeah, of, yeah, it's like, yeah. Long it's been that would on. be amazing. Talk about a podcast. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna watch. We're gonna watch all seven. Starting with the audio radio program. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to watch every episode of Days of Our Lives. <laughs> How many episodes a year would they well, make? Apparently, Days of Our Lives has done over 14,000 yeah, well, yeah. in, its, in its lifetime. Yeah. They don't uh-huh. take too many breaks. They might take, like, Christmas off. And that's not even an old one of the – like, that one didn't even start until – 1965. There are ones. Yeah, yeah Younger the Restless back. was a fucking was it or no? It was Guiding Light. Guiding Light. Guiding Light. Yeah, Sorry, that was my first love because that was on after school. Yeah. So that one you really that's could the catch. one that started on on yeah. the radio. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or TV. It's, it's gone now. It's done. Yeah, I watched the last one. It was insane. 
<laughs> the last episode of Guiding Light is like crazy. Makes no sense. Did the devil come and destroy the world? What was the premise of the premise of Guiding Light? Was that it was about a preacher, right? Wasn't that what the Guiding Light was? Maybe. I mean, it kind of fell beyond that. Like, so by the time I was watching it, it wasn't. Wasn't about God anymore. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Guiding Light was about a reverend and the and the people in his in his life. So that's why it's called Guiding Light. I mean, there might have still been a reverend. I, I'm trying to think. I'd have to kind of review. For some reason, the characters, the young and the restless, kind of stick out the most to me. And Bold and the Beautiful, which is connected. Bold and Beautiful is great because there's people named like Ridge and Thorn. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and there's fashion. As I said, that's what the one thing I had never, I only ever watched because I was always at NBC. We watched Days of Our Lives and Another World. Uh, no, no, what was it called? Was that what it was called? As the World Turns? As no. the World Turns. Was that it? No, As the World Turns, I think, was on CBS. No, it was but... Another World. That's what, I'm getting confused. I'm confusing it with a different world, but it was the, the soap yeah. opera. Was no, another, another World. Yeah, that was a soap opera. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because I think on CBS they went Young and the Restless, Bold and the Beautiful, As the World Turns, Guiding Light. That was the lineup when they were all on. When it was all on, yeah. Yeah. You could blow well, This has been <laughs> us coming up with this, the lineups of soap operas in the Yeah. Welcome to, welcome <laughs> to soap, soap opera, opera history. Yeah. yeah. Soap opera and chat. lots of ads for like soap. It, hey, it's just another new segment. It's of, <laughs> yep. of work. It's soap opera chat. Soap opera chat. Next, we'll have what soap opera is Deanna watching this week? <laughs> uh, Deanna, she's, for watching, sure likes she's soap. watching Glip Glorp. Deanna is Deanna she watches a soap opera girl. General <laughs> Hospital, Guiding Light, and Glip Glorp. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, the episode's over. So thanks yeah, for listening, so. everybody. Cool. And, uh, Please remember to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow us on Twitter at Warped the Podcast. Uh, you can email us at warpthepodcast at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at Host Warped. Follow Min to learn about Dungeons and Dragons and Call of Cthulhu live streams and podcasts at Wet Maynard. We're on Instagram at Warped Trek. And, oh, no, wait. I said that wrong. On Twitter, we're at Warped Trek. On Instagram, we're Warped the Podcast. And our merchandise is on Instagram at lunar underscore flare. Most importantly, you can go to patreon.com slash warped, become a subscriber, get access to additional material and bonus episodes. Sean, back to you. All right. Well, next week we'll be watching episode four of season three. Who watches the watchers? Who watches the watchers watching who watches the watchers? (laughs) That's right. In our new segment, we watch the watches that watch the watchers. We're the watchers of Who Watches the Watchers. <laughs> but until then, my name is Sean. My name is Matt. I'm Jake. Aaron. I'm May. Good night, everybody. 